I have been late, you know. Really? Good Big for time. you. Big time. Big time, huh? Um, I went on a date last week. How'd it go? It was good. Going out again? I don't know. Why not? I haven't called her. Christ, you're an amateur. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry about me. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, but this girl is like, you know, beautiful. She's smart. She's fun. It's different from most of the girls I've been with. So call her up, Romeo. Why? So I can realize she's not that smart, that she's fucking boring? You know, I mean, you don't... This girl's like fucking perfect right now. I don't want to ruin that. Maybe you're perfect right now. Maybe you don't want to ruin that. But I think that's a super philosophy, Will. That way you can go through your entire life without ever having to really know anybody. My wife used to fart when she was nervous. She had all sorts of wonderful little idiosyncrasies. <laughs> you know, she used to fart in her sleep. <laughs> Sorry, I shared that with you. <laughs> One night it was so loud it woke the dog up. <laughs> <laughs> she woke up and got like, oh, is that you? See, I didn't have the heart to tell her. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she woke herself up. <laughs> Oh, Christ. <laughs> ah, but Will, she's been dead two years, and that's the shit I remember. <laughs> wonderful stuff, you know? Little things like that. Yeah, but those are the things I miss the most. The little idiosyncrasies that only I knew about. That's what made her my wife. Oh, and she had the goods on me, too. She knew all my little peccadillos. People call these things imperfections, but they're not. Oh, that's the good stuff. And then we get to choose who we let into our weird little worlds. You're not perfect, sport. And let me save you the suspense. This girl you met, she isn't perfect either. But the question is whether or not you're perfect for each other. That's the whole deal. That's what intimacy is all about. Now, you can know everything in the world, sport, but the only way you're finding out that one is by giving it a shot. You certainly won't learn from an old fucker like me. Even if I did know, I wouldn't tell a piss ant like you. Uh, why not? You told me every other fucking thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If I can talk more than any shrink I ever seen in my life. I teach this shit. I didn't say I know how to do it. <laughs> that was a short little clip from Goodwill Hunting with Robin Williams and Matt Damon. I thought that was just an appropriate clip as we get into this particular episode to talk about find true love in 12 months, or you will find true love in 12 months. I've been giving this topic a lot of thought, and I really, um, I really think that this, this would potentially help you in uh, finding your true love. In, in the next 12 months. Absolutely. That's, that's what my hope and my, my thoughts are for sure. Hey, welcome to the Timmy Gibson show. I believe this topic is something, something that I could share that would actually be of service. <laughs> that would actually be helpful. And I am um, a person that believes in love. I believe uh, wholeheartedly, actually, in love. I believe in partnership. I, I believe in sharing your life with someone 
And those of you that listen to the podcast who are single, I would imagine you are also a person that believes in love and, you know, hence the reason why this particular podcast is probably what you're listening to just because you're in search of that special someone to spend your life with. As we all have been at various times in our lives, those of you that are married, you maybe found your soulmate and you're living that, that uh, beautiful thing called committed relationship stuff. So how do you find true love in 12 months? Well, here's my, here's my little, my little formula and what I've been thinking about, uh, recently. It's some, it, so if you want to meet someone, it's, it's gotta be intentional, right? It, it's something that you have to be intentional about. Now, let me, there's, there's caveats because I've heard people say, when you stop looking for that special someone, then they show up. <laughs> I mean, okay. That of course, of course that happens. And here's why I'm, I'm in the wedding business. I do a lot of weddings. I talk to a lot of couples. Okay. And I hear stories of how people meet. People meet all kinds of ways. People meet when they're really looking for each other through dating apps on websites. They meet by accident. They meet at bars and churches and clubs and dance class, cooking class, dog parks. I mean, you name it, roommate finder service. <laughs> Just like literally name it and people meet. Okay. That, that's just how it works. But I do think there are a few key elements that are, uh, okay. Just like this, right? Someone can hit the lottery, but they're not going to hit the lottery until what? Like this, there's no way you're going to win the lottery until what? Until you buy a ticket, right? So now whether someone believed they were going to win or not, is totally immaterial. Uh, and I really believe that like, uh, you know, whatever, believe what you will about the secret and naming it and claiming it and believing that, you know, your thoughts bring things to you and all that stuff, whatever. I have no problem with you believing that, but, but let's, let's just look at things honestly. Okay. And millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people buy lottery tickets. Okay. And very few, I think, I think the statistic, I think this is accurate, but the, you know, it's, it's more likely you'll be struck by lightning than win the lottery. <laughs> but, but that being said though, okay. Now that being said, if you don't buy a lottery ticket, you for fuck sure aren't going to win the lottery. <laughs> right? We all know this. I believe it's much the same when it comes to finding true love. You got to get out there. You got to go on dates. Okay. That's just part of it. Now your dates don't need to be long and laborious and boring and, and whatever that that's going back to what I've said throughout this entire podcast meaning the entire history of my podcast, keep it simple. 
Keep it simple. You can just do a coffee date for the initial date to see if it's worthy of pursuing, if it's worthy of investing in. Okay. I am not a fan of, unless you've got endless amounts of money, then fine. I mean, you know, go to dinner. Like if, you know, like if you can do that, then fine, it's no big deal. But I'm talking to, you know, the majority of people probably couldn't, you know, do throw down a 75 to $150 dinner, you know, multiple times a week or depending on how, how many times you date. Anyway, regardless, the, the, the moral of the story is it's going to require some intention and some effort on your part. Just like, you know, if you want to lose weight, then it's not just going to happen because you want it to happen. It's not just going to happen because you think about it. It's not going to happen because you read a book on weight loss, like, or watched a TV show on weight loss. You're going to have to do something about it. That, that, Every area of life is like this. Like it requires some kind of action, some kind of, you know, buy-in, some kind of activity. So when it comes to finding true love in 12 months, I, I'm being totally serious here uh, about this. I figured out a little formula. How do you, how, how can you find true love in 12 months or at least give yourself, let's be honest, right? Give yourself the best chance at finding true love in 12 months. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how, and I like, I guess I could give you a guarantee. If you do what I'm saying to do, I guarantee you, right? Full money back guarantee <laughs> for my free podcast. So. I came up with this formula. You can meet 120 people or have 120 meaningful connections in a year, which means having 10 meaningful connections a month, which means you need to make two meaningful connections a week. That's so doable, right? You think of 120, it's like, dear Lord, that's a lot, right? But if you're just, just two a week now, let me, let me break this down of, of what I mean. When you're at the grocery store and these are things I've said before, these are, these are things I've said before, but I'm going to reiterate this because I think it's really important. If you're listening to this podcast and you're single, you know, available and you're longing for or desiring of a relationship. Let me, let me say this. Let me say this first. Actually, the very first step is taking care of yourself. Like that's the very first step. The first step is getting the product ready, which is you. Okay. That's the first step. Do you like, how do I say this? You're the product, okay? And so get your shit together. Whatever that whatever that means for you. Um taking care of yourself, self-care, self-love, you know, reading the books, doing what you need to do if you if you're if you've been in a bad breakup or a divorce, you know, making sure you do your due gel due due diligence and in, in getting yourself in a healthy place. That's what I mean. Like when I say the first step 
is getting yourself healthy. That's, that's the first, that's the very first thing you got to do. And that could mean, I don't know, that could mean so many different things, just depending on your own assessment of yourself, right? If you don't look like you want to look, meaning things you can change, not, not things that you can't change. Okay. I'm not talking about your height or whatever, whatever it is that you can't change. I'm not, that's, you need to love yourself right where you are, but also be in process of getting yourself to be the best version of yourself. And, and here's why, here's why we always, you know, everybody talks about self-love and loving yourself and, you know, and you know, all that, which is so important. But if you don't, if you don't love yourself because you're lazy or you sit around and just watch TV all day and or you play 12 hours worth of games and you you're in financial debt because you're spending unwisely and you eat poorly and you know, like, of course, you're not going to be happy with yourself. And how are you going to then try to make someone else happy about you? and interested in you when you're not interested in yourself. So like, that's just the very first thing you got to work on. You gotta be okay with you and not just okay with you, but happy about yourself, happy about you, happy with the way you look, happy with the way you dress, happy with the way you're living, right? It, you, you don't, you don't, you know, if there's things that you're embarrassed of about yourself or things that you'd want to hide or keep secret or on and on and on and on and on, right? If you have addictions, like you're not in a, you're not in a good space and it's just going to be a clusterfuck out there for you in the dating world. So, you know, like if you have addiction, if you have an addiction, if you're an alcoholic, let's just say if you're an alcoholic, okay, you need to do something about that. You need to quit, go to AA, what, like do something like you got to take steps on getting yourself to a place of where you're putting a really good product out on the market, so to speak. Is that, you know what I'm saying? This does not mean you have to be perfect. None of us are perfect. Dear Lord, that's, that's impossible. Just like in that clip, nobody's perfect. And, you know, and realizing that, uh, should help you knowing that not only do you need to present yourself perfect, but anybody you meet, they're not going to be perfect either. So, so I, that's, you know, I, I talk about this a lot. Pammy and I both talk about this a lot. The importance of taking care of uno numero uno yourself, taking care of yourself first, doing whatever you need to do to be the healthiest version of yourself. That's the first step. Okay. So that, that aside, let's say you've done that. You've, you've gotten your stuff together. You're happy about where you are. You feel proud of yourself. Okay. That's that, that in and of itself is going to be a magnet and an attraction to whoever you're interested in. Okay. That that's going to be the biggest thing that's attractive to others is that you are um, confident, you know, self-assured, not egotistical, not an asshole. Okay. But you know, you, you, you know, you're a catch. Okay. Okay. So that aside, it's about being intentional and meeting people. Again, remember you can't win the lottery unless you buy a lottery ticket. I poo-poo on online dating. 
I always do. You know, when I was single, I was on and off of it. I don't think you have to have online date. I don't think you have to do online dating to meet someone, but I would just say this. I would say if you're a, if, if you're wanting to meet someone and you're not online, I would say you should consider it. Like I would say definitely consider it because it's a way it's not the way it's not the only way, but it's a way of, of meeting people. Okay. So you, you've dealt with yourself. You feel good about yourself. You're ready to be out on the market. Consider online dating for sure. Outside, outside of online dating, whether you end up doing that or not, you have to be intentional and make sure that when you are, and you have to get out and about, okay, but make sure that you are taking opportunity, slowing down just a minute, having more conversations, you know, talking to team members, you know, when you're at Home Depot, right? Talking to the cashier, talking to the waiter, talking to the hairdresser, talking to the people that take your money at the dry cleaners, like whatever, where, whatever interactions and, 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 um, whatever interactions that you're having out in the world, make them meaningful connections. Now be careful here because I, I want to make sure we're, we're careful here because there's, there's a fine line between making meaningful connections and coming across desperate or needy or worse creepy. You, you don't want to be creepy. You don't want to come across creepy and listen, I've come across creepy before, meaning I've been, I have personally come across, I've been creepy, not obviously not on purpose. I didn't want to become creepy, but I know that there have been times that I've come across that way in, in the past when I was single and you just have to, you know, you just have to know, you just have to know where the line is of what seems creepy, creepy and what's not creepy and and friends will tell you and, and people, and you can get the vibe. And I would even ask people, I'd even say, Hey, listen, am I coming across creepy? I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to be creepy here. I just, you know, I really thought you seemed cool and wanted to see if you wanted to grab coffee sometime. Okay. See that line. See how I just said that, how, even if I was coming across creepy at first, I totally just made it. Okay. Right. At least I, in my mind, I did. Cause I've had those situations back when I was single and was dating around and I would meet people. And I remember there was a, a barista, I forget where it was, but I was at a coffee shop and the barista just, she was cute. And I thought, and I'm going to, I'm going to you know talk to her. And so I think she had a tattoo and I said, Hey, I like your tattoo. And, you know, just kind of chit chat a little bit. And I said, Hey, I'd, I'd say, I'd love to, you know, grab coffee with you sometime or whatever. And I could just something about her facial expression. I thought, Oh, I'm coming across creepy. And so I quickly said, oh, you know what? Oh my God. I go, I'm so sorry if this seems creepy. I, I just, you just seem cool. And I'm enjoying this little conversation and, and like, seriously, like just, just don't even listen to what I just said. And then she turned around and was like, no, no, it's okay. She goes, it, she just kind of caught me off guard. And she's like, you know, here's my number. I'd love to chat with you, whatever. So, so it, in it, I was able to save the day. <laughs> 
barely. <laughs> now, I'll be honest. I didn't always save the day. I, I think many times I walked away going, they think I'm creepy. Wait. Dang it. There we go. Hi. Hi, what's your name? Can I get your number? <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, you want to make sure you're not creepy. And again, I don't, I only way I know to not be creepy is just to don't be creepy, you know, just, and if you feel like they're acting in a certain way, that's making you now feel creepy, you just acknowledge it. I think that's one of the first things you do in any kind of a situation is just acknowledge it. Like, okay, that was an awkward exchange. I'm so sorry. I probably seem like a weirdo, like just acknowledge it and being able to not acknowledge weirdness or creepiness is such a huge thing in being able to, to, um, you know, pour, pour water on the, on the fire rather than, than gas. Right. So, and I'm being, this is, I'm being really serious on this episode. I really am like, I'm genuinely speaking to those that are looking to find a partner. Um, I, I really, 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 really believe in, in what I'm saying here. So just two meaningful connections and or conversations per week. It's just going to require you to kind of slow down a little bit. Okay. Slow down when you're going to pick up your laundry or when you're going to pick up your Starbucks or your, I don't go, I don't like Starbucks to be honest with you. It's no offense to Starbucks. I just, I prefer smaller locally owned coffee shops, to be honest, rather than the big chains. Though I've been to Starbucks not too long ago to get one of those damn refreshers. Anyway, um, yeah, just taking, just taking a little bit more time to engage and meet people. I think I got lucky in what I do for a living is a lot about meeting people, networking and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm a, I'm a self promoter a lot. I, I, I give out anytime I'm out, I give away several cards, several of my cards, telling them about my podcast or talking about what it is I do or whatever. I love having conversations with people. I, I so enjoy sitting down over coffee and just hearing people's story and their journey. And that had really helped me in meeting my wife, Jessica. She, uh, many of you know our story, but those that don't, it's kind of funny. I was in Eureka Springs on a date and me and my date went to dinner and drinks at this place where they had live music and the live music was my now wife, her band. And so during intermission, uh, my now wife, you know, walked, was walking around the restaurant and just, you know, it was on the deck on the back deck of this restaurant and she was walking around and just, you know, meeting people and engaging in conversation with people and, and just doing what, what they do. And, uh, when she came over to where we were, 
there was just like, there was a little spark, you know, there's just like, I found her to be very interesting and, and I could feel from her that she, and I now know that she was thinking I was cute, just like I was thinking she was cute. And that led to just an exchange of, of, uh, Instagrams, which basically was just me saying, you know, what's the name of the band? You guys have an Instagram. I'll, I'll follow you, follow your band. So I really didn't have any certain intention necessarily at that very, I just, you know, I thought she was cute and the date I was on was just a date. It, it wasn't, this wasn't going to be a potential girlfriend. It was just, it was just a date. So, um, so it wasn't like, you know, that wasn't weird either. It was just me and this person were just on a date. And, um, anyway, so I, I just say that to say, you know, there was a, there was a meaningful connection made at this restaurant bar in Eureka Springs. And it was, I don't know how long it lasted, you know, a few minutes enough that it created this little connection. And, 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 and again, now had I walked away and not got her, her social media information, you know, I could have lost track of, of her, um, you know, and then of course, then when I found out she was from Kansas city and lived just a few miles from me, I thought, wow, how, how ironic is that? That's so cool. Right. So this is why I, harp on this all the time. I, I, you know, as a date coach and as a matchmaker, I'm, I'm always telling singles, you know, keep your eyes open. You just don't know that your future partner might be in the same room with you. And if you don't engage in some meaningful conversations or have meaningful connections, you might not ever meet the the person that you want to spend your life with. Now, listen, listen, I have had lots and lots and lots of meaningful conversations and connections over my single life. Like that's, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, uh, I know some people don't like this. I feel that dating, it is kind of a numbers game, meaning not necessarily that there needs to be more numbers to give you more opportunity, though, going back to my earlier reference of the lottery winnings, to win the lottery, you would definitely up your chances if you buy more tickets. Okay. Like that, that that's for sure. I don't know what the statistics are. Maybe when I take a break here in a second. You won't know I took a break, but when I do take a break, maybe I'll do a little research and find out. I don't know what the correlation is. I'm sure there have been winners of the lottery who literally have never bought a ticket before and just decided on a whim to buy a ticket. And then that happened to be the winner. But still, but still, what I've said is so true. You can't win the lottery unless you at least buy a ticket. Like you have to at least buy one ticket. So. Though I would think that the percentages, I th I would guess, like it would only make sense in the calculations that if you were to buy more tickets, it gives you a greater chance of winning. That just that just makes sense. So I would believe that that same thing would be true also for dating. Now, 
I know some people say, well, that cheapens it. You know, if you're, if you're, every time you go to the grocery store, you're, you're getting 10 numbers at the grocery store, you just come across desperate and you're just, you know, that, and I would agree. Yes. Like I, I didn't get an, you know, I didn't ask for numbers every time I went to the grocery store. It was only when I really f- saw someone that I thought seemed interesting that I would pursue them. Um, but I don't think that cheapened it. I mean, that, that you know, life's about connections and meeting people. And, and again, a lot of the a lot of the people that I dated or you know met and went out with or whatever have since become friends. You know, it didn't turn into anything romantic. It just turned into a good connection, a good friendship. And so, you know, I guess it just depends on how you look at it. I mean, if you're, if you're trying to bang everybody you meet, then yeah, that's probably not going to work in your favor. Um, so I'm not, I'm not uh, promoting that kind of a lifestyle either. I'm, you know, I, I say this often when I'm doing the podcast, I say, okay, this is for people that actually want to find love, not, not who are trying to be Hugh Hefner. I mean, I'm, which is fine. You do you, but like, if you're really trying to find a meaningful, uh, connection to, that would lead then to a meaningful relationship, it takes getting out there. So everywhere you go, everyone you meet, keep your eyes wide open in that process. And just, I would even, if I, I mean, and this might sound silly, but I'm, I think that this is, I would recommend this <laughs> and that's to, write down to have like a tally sheet for the next 12 months and just put a line for every time you make a meaningful connection. And when I say meaningful connection, here's what, here's what I mean. I guess. Yeah. Let me, let me explain what I mean by a meaningful connection. Somehow either, either it's a meaningful connection that you know, you're, you're going to rehab, rehab that connection. For example, if it's some employee at a certain place that you go and you see this person there on a regular basis, and you have just a little connection, right? So I would say to make it even more meaningful and make it a real connection is there would have to be some exchange of either social media, you know, becoming friends on Facebook or Instagram or exchanging numbers, like some kind of contact. So just twice a week. So I'm not saying two dates a week. I'm not saying two dates a week. I'm just saying two meaningful connections or conversations a week. Now, I think this, I, 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 to me, that seems way easy, like way easy to make two meaningful connections or have two meaningful conversations a week. And a meaningful conversation can be short. I mean, it could be just a, a two, three minute exchange that can end up being meaningful. So anyway, Listen, if, if you are looking for love and you want to have a partner, someone to spend your life with and share your life with, it's something you have to be intentional about. It's something that you have to actively pursue, not in a crazy way, not in an eager, hunger, thirsty way, but just be open to Every time you have an interaction with a potential 
like a, someone that you would potentially consider asking on a date. Because here's the deal. Two meaningful connections or conversations a week, which means 10 a month, which is then 120 a year. I would say at the end of each month, you look back over these 10 connections, these non-sexual, non-creepy, non-pursuing type connections. And from the 10 connections, you find, I don't know what the percentage is again here, but you find one that then you would ask out on an official date. So, so you're making these two meaningful connections, conversations, having these conversations per week, 10 a month, which leads to one date a month and maybe more, you know, maybe it's one to three, which then leads to either 12 or 30 something dates per year. And this is so so rudimentary. It's so simple. It's so easy to do. And it's so easy not to do. It's easy to not talk to people. <laughs> it's easy to not go to the gym. It's easy to like, it, there's so many things that are good and or bad, so to speak, that are easy to do easy not to do. Okay. So it's just, you have to decide what do you want? What do you want? If you want to be in a relationship and you're not in one, then this is something worthy of considering and trying, right? Because if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to keep getting the same results you've always gotten. And I do believe that finding true love or finding your, your future partner, it, it really is something that you know, it really is kind of a numbers game. The more people you meet, the more you date, the more chances you have at really finding the, your person. And so it just, it just comes down to your, your mindset, your intentionality. And I'm talking to men and women here. I, I'm a little old school. I'm a little traditional. So I, I would, I would say like, I'm talking to the guys and when it comes to approaching, um, approaching someone, approaching women, of course, if you're heterosexual, uh, approaching women, but that's, you know, that's, that's me. That's, that's my old school, traditional thought. The reality is women can approach men. Women can make that, take that first step. Uh, of course, of course, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever, but I still think we even still live in a society where, probably statistically men pursue women in greater numbers than women pursue men. Okay. I'm talking about normal people. I mean, it's different. Like if you're a rock star, <laughs> if you're a rock star, a male rock star, uh, women chase you all the time, everywhere, every day. All right. Um, so there you go. That's it. Uh, what do you think? Think you can do it? I think you can. I think you can. I don't know your life. I don't know what you do, what you don't do. So I don't know how 
maybe how difficult this might be. Like this might be a really, really difficult challenge for those that, you know, work from home or, and then don't get out, don't have a social life, don't have friends. And I, you know, I would add that in there. I would say, you know, having a social life, being in, I'm, I'm in Kansas city. And so I run a singles um, group here in Kansas city. And we've got like, I don't know, 2,500. We have actually about 8,000 in the singles group on Facebook, but we have another group that's for those 40 and over. And I think there's, I think I, I can, I think that's right. It's anywhere between two and 3000 people. And it's amazing. You know, I'm, I'm always so shocked when we do an event and you know, we only have 25 people show up to an event. I'm like, that is just crazy. <laughs> there's almost 3000 people in, in this group. And only a handful show up, which always just makes me go, well, they're just not that serious about meeting people. You know, they're just, they're not, because this is at, out of all the places that you could go to, to make those meaningful connections. Well, going to a singles event is by far, <laughs> is by far like, it's like, <laughs> I, it's like, uh, like throwing you into a pool and you, and you, your desire is to get wet. I mean, it's like, it's so just like, here you go. Here's a room full of single people. Um, have fun. Right. So I, I, so I don't know what city you're in, what, I don't even know what country, where you're from, what, what you've got going on there, but you know, just like some practical tips and tricks. I would recommend finding what, singles groups are in your area, uh, connecting to those groups and, and having interests being involved in various things that can connect you to other people, um, is really, is really important. You know, gosh, I'm yeah. I, I, you know, one of my, one of my buddies, he's, he's just an expert at this. I mean, he's constantly taking dance classes or cooking, cooking classes or, you know, he's just, he's a very active guy and he's interested in a lot of things. And so he meets a lot of people cause he's out and about. Um, and you know, I understand, I understand that this all sounds easy. Like it's easy for me to just say it. Uh, and depending on you and your lifestyle and how you are and what you are, all that stuff, obviously it, 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 it's maybe way harder uh, to actually do the things that I'm saying just because of, you know, I don't know what your work is like or just whatever, but it's not impossible though. That's the thing. It, it, I do weddings. This is what I do for a living. And I hear from couples, many couples every week who are contacting me about officiating their wedding. And People are meeting and they're falling in love and they're doing it, of course, in the city I'm in right here in Kansas city. <laughs> so like it, it's happening. Okay. It's happening. But the, these connections won't happen if you're hiding out in your home. So, and when, when we had the 2020, 2021 and that era, online dating was way more popular matter matter of fact and i've seen it i've seen it firsthand i've seen it in my business 
a lot of people that are getting married right now, like, like 80% of the people that I talk to who are looking at me for their officiant, I'm like, how'd you meet? They're like online. Like, Ooh, which app? And it's always the, the same three apps. Well, there's actually four or five apps. The first and most, my favorite one that I always loved was, um, hinge. So hinge bumble tender and match those those four now i know there are a gazillion other apps whatever you find one that works you know christian mingle or something like that i mean if you're christian there's like i think there's a literally there's uh, for every i think there's a, a jewish um dating app there's a dating app for tattoo people with lots of tattoos. I mean, there's just everything in the world out there. There's even a farmer's, you know, a farmer's dating app. If you're looking for a farmer, whatever, I mean, there's, there's a luxury. <laughs> if you're looking for a rich person, whatever, whatever works for you, whatever you're looking for, that's fine. You know, I think there's even fetish apps out there. So whatever you just figure out, what you're doing and what you're looking for, but okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to end with this. I want to just put it out there and I, I double dog dare you to do this. I just double dog dare you. Just I double dog dare you to, to just try what I'm saying to do here for a few months, at least a few months. I would say commit to it for one year, but at least for three months, at least for the rest of this year. Okay. Work on yourself, get yourself in, you know, where you're feeling good about yourself. Okay. That we've already talked about that. Making two meaningful uh, connections or having meaningful, two meaning, meaningful conversations a week, which then is 10 a month, which is 120 a year with the 10 a month leading to at least one to th or three dates. Okay. But also get a journal. If you don't have a journal, get Get on Amazon, order a journal. They're cheap. I just ordered one the other day. It was cheap. It was like five bucks or something like that, five or six bucks. You can get a really nice little journal and start keeping a journal. Start keep start tallying and, and writing this stuff down and writing down your thoughts and connections. That's so fun. I enjoyed doing that when I was single. I'd come home from being out that day and I'd met, hey, I met this person, da -da, da -da, da -da, whatever. And I'd just make little notes and, you know, it's just, it was just kind of fun doing that. So as a single person, I would highly recommend getting a journal. And, and at the beginning of that journal, I would write down what are some things that you find and what to you is important as it relates to what you're looking for, you know, uh, knowing what you want, knowing what you don't want. I would focus on what you do want, but you know, also knowing what, what won't work for you. Right. But also a lot of times you can, that can be resolved by knowing what you want, knowing what you want. Obviously the, the opposite of that, like if you say, I want a Christian, well then obviously that means you, you wouldn't really probably want an atheist. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with your, if you're atheist and you want someone who is also atheist, nothing wrong with that either. I've said many times that when it comes to compatibility, which is the most important thing, I think it's, it's the most important thing 
that I believe leads to a happy, healthy, meaningful relationship. It, it's compatibility. Um, yeah. Anyway, that that I've talked about that before. It's it's just that's key to not only a meaningful relationship, but it's also the key to a long time and meaningful and happy relationship. It's hard to be happy when you're not compatible. Um, yeah. So anyway, I've, like I said, I've talked about that before. You all know that it's super important, but that's why I think you ought to have a journal and you ought to have in the front page of that journal, maybe make it, make it your like dating journal and just, you know, and after a date, you know, when you go on a date with someone, I would then journal about it. You know, man, I really enjoyed this date. She was engaging or he was fun, but he was there. Man, he talked too much or man, he really hated his ex or man, she really hated her ex or, you know, whatever. Like I think those things now we make mental notes all the time, but there's something about writing it down that I think is really important and just good, good for us to go back and look over and, and reevaluate that. And, and sometimes it could save us from a, a future bad choice, right? You know, if you get into something and you're like, no, it didn't work out and you journal about it. And then when you meet that kind of a person again and you're like, ah, yeah, I remember I said, I wouldn't do that. And this person does that. So that's not going to work. Right. Okay. Uh, there you go. That's it. That that's finding true love, f find true love in 12 months. I really, really, really believe in in what I'm saying, I believe it 100% would work. Um, make a plan and work that plan, right? It's it's the same thing as going to the gym. Just thinking about it and just wishing and a hoping and a, and a praying, that ain't going to do shit, okay? Nothing wrong with that, but it's just like that's not going to be the ticket. You have to also do something, especially for those of you that are Christian. Hey, listen, I'm whatever. You, it's cool that you're Christian. It's cool that you're praying for your future partner, right? That's all good, but it still is going to require action. Okay. Right. It, I mean, come on, it, 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 don't be, don't be so spiritually minded that you're just, you know, you know, it, it, it's like, it'd be like praying that your lawn gets mowed without asking someone to mow it or without mowing it yourself. Like, it doesn't work that way, right? Or praying that you lose your beer gut. Okay. Like you can't find, it's fine to pray about it, but get your ass up off the fucking couch and do something. That's how you'll do it. It's the same thing. If you're praying for a spouse, or you're praying for the love of your life. You're praying, you know, you're praying for your future spouse. That's great. I, whatever you do, you, you think that works fine. I don't have a problem with you doing that. And it doesn't fucking matter what I think anyway about that, but I'm just saying that's fine, but you got to add action to that. Okay. You can't just wish it and hope it and pray for it. You got to then, you know, it's like someone that needed a, needs a job. Okay, fine. Pray about it. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> okay. Pray about a job. Fine but you better get your resume together and get your resume out there and start making connections and right. Like that's how you get a job. So same thing with dating, write it down, 
what you're looking for, what you're not looking for, what works, what doesn't work, what you've liked about certain dates, what you didn't like about certain dates, what you found appealing, what you found attractive, what you found unattractive, what you liked, didn't like, all that stuff. Keep track of it. All right, listen, I really, really, really believe if you do it, you're going to be emailing me and saying, guess what? I met my person. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a good one. Peace out. <laughs>